Well, good morning and uh, welcome. Every now and then, I get this, not a real fear, however, I count it a privilege and a joy that I can share God's word. However, I feel a seriousness of sharing the inspired word of God. That I bring it forth in total truth. Which feels like a weight. There's numerous times when the uh, <clears throat> message is prepared on Sunday morning. I'm just reviewing and just meditating and worshiping, praying. That in awe, as you know, I'm, I'm emotional. But I, uh, many times I weep over the message that God was gracious enough again to help me. Because if we want to present the truth in its power, it's got to be from him. It's got to, it must. I can stand here and share all sorts of wisdom, but it's not, if it's not inspired by God, you leave empty. It hasn't changed you, even though it's the truth. I'm not negating the word of God. There is life in the word of God. I'm not saying that because Paul has even said that he's just rejoicing the gospel is preached. However, it is more impactful if it comes from what God has been doing in my heart. It's more impactful. Maybe I should, shouldn't have said that you just leave empty because the word of God, regardless of my failures, can still accomplish what he has sent it for. So throw that little thing away. It's, it's more impactful if it's truly inspired by God with me being totally connected and all my selfish motives are gone, which adds a weight. It's, it's just a weight that you just can't shake. And, uh, and so many times I have seen Matthew 5, 6, and 7, the Sermon on the Mount, we call it. Man, if we do these things, we'll be saved. However, I hope you don't look at it that way. It's who we are to be. It's our lifestyle. If we focus on doing these things, as we discuss it, I'm going to get ahead of myself. It's the Beatitudes, how it, where Jesus started. We have to start there. It's all strategic how he laid it out. 
we must start there. Folks, if we, if we are not, if we don't see ourselves as lost, how can we be saved? There's no way. We must first be poor in the spirit. We are bankrupt, totally bankrupt before God. That's where we fall down and we are done with ourselves because we are, we see our undoneness. If we're not there, we're not going to live out the rest. If we miss that, that's the main foundation. So let's not focus on how we live it. Let's just be it. Let's start where Jesus started. And if we see Matthew 5, 6, and 7, it's really where the Holy Spirit wants to lead the church, how we are to be. It's the roadmap that gives us instruction. It reveals the kingdom lifestyle. So Matthew 5 is really is the true righteousness, how we ought to be. I have a brother-in-law, and I don't want to put him down, but he's, numerous times he said he just hopes he's, he's done enough good that he can enter heaven. Folks, it's not going to work. We'll never do enough good. Even if I have done nothing bad, I need Jesus Christ. I am so undone without him. I need him just as much as that massive murderer out there that's killed many. I'm in God's eyes, I am in the same condition. Jesus said, for I say to you, that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. That's what they were trying to do. They were very ritual and had things in order. Our righteousness must exceed that. It's got to come through Jesus Christ, Christ in us, the Holy Spirit leading us. You know, when we see our own spiritual bankruptcy, then is when we can feel and understand God's great love for us, where he extends his grace. When we can experience that, it, it changes us. Because we are so unworthy. And if we can feel that every morning, that's how we can live worshiping. Live that day in awe. Because this is another day that God has made. And his mercy was new again. And then it's unreal that he chose me. I didn't choose him. He chose me. He pursued me. He continues to pursue me. And because of Jesus Christ, I now am a child of God. It's amazing. And it's not because of my own righteousness. No, that's as filthy rags. 
dirty, disgusting. I want to be clothed with the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Okay, chapter 6 is true worship. It's actually our relationship with God. John speaks a little on where Jesus taught the Samaritan woman. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship, worship him. You know, we can come Sundays. We can lift up our hands and worship and We can be worshiping him. But if we're not worshiping through the week, if you would be God, is that how you would want to be worshiped? That's how I just started to see this. It's just, am I worshiping God if I would be God that I would be pleased? And if my sons or daughter would pursue me like I pursue God, would I be pleased? Or am I doing my own thing? I wouldn't be pleased if my children would just be doing their own thing. It's a, it's a privilege when they can come and ask dad for advice. Am I seeking advice from God continually? Every day. Worship is a voluntary response of an innermost being to the greatness, mercy, and love of God. Response of reverence, adoration, love, and devotion that causes us to serve and obey him. And worship does not consist of activities, but of attitudes and responses. Chapter 7 is on the true judgment, our relationship with others. And here we need the wisdom that is from above. Is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. So many times we can make a judgment call through partiality, especially if they're our enemy. If we possess the wisdom that is from above, we can judge righteously. I know he says, judge not that ye be judged. However, that is the critical judgment. And when we have this wisdom, we will do unto others as we would have them do unto us. We'll love our enemies. So the Sermon on the Mount is really the uh, constitution of the kingdom of God. And it's the most comprehensive statement by Jesus on how a believer cooperates with the grace of God. You know, receiving the free grace of God involves more than just acknowledging the truth and the benefits of the Lord. We must participate. We, we can't just be a bump on a log and think we're really going to prosper. We need to participate and allow these benefits to touch our heart, the minds, 
and uh, also to form our emotions. And it'll change our heart. And therefore, that's how it, it transforms us. As I had said, Jesus did not by accident start his teaching with Beatitudes. They're really the key to living the kingdom lifestyle. It's the uh, foundation. And the prim primary calling is be perfect. Therefore perfect, even as the Father which is in heaven is perfect. That's his final statement when he's saying how we ought to be. And this call to perfect is actually a call to be complete. It's teleos, complete in various applications of labor, growth, mental and moral character, etc. If we live the Beatitudes, will be complete. In fact, if we live out the Beatitudes, we'll actually fulfill six and seven. That's what we'll do. Because it's just who we are. That's, that's my lifestyle now. We are complete in our walk in obedience to the Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes we hear, you know, we don't, we don't hear from God or whatever. Have we been talking? You know, it takes a communication with the Spirit. If we want to grow in the Spirit, we have to communicate with the Spirit. And communication, if I stand here like now, I am talking all the time, I'm not communicating. I'm teaching. Now, what, but when we sit down and we, I talk, you talk, and now we're communicating. We're sharing together. That's what we need to do with the Spirit. If we're just going through life and we're not even seeking from, from the Spirit, how is he going to communicate? How are we going to hear? We need to intentionally communicate. He wants that communication. That's where there's a completeness in us. And as the Spirit leads and teaches, we are to walk in the light. Now, whether we are a new believer or a well-seasoned believer, that's all our duty. However, there may be different levels. The more we walk in it, the more we grow in it. But if you walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Paul, uh, the, David said, thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. Can I say that? Is that what I, in the mornings, do I read the word so that it is a light unto my path? So that I know what to live in? Do we know 
the chief shepherd's voice. Can we hear him? See, the exhortation in Christ's teaching is that we would embrace a lifestyle of a hundredfold obedience. He wants obedience. This is not just good advice. Another thing I discovered was in the uh, Greek, when he sat down, he opened his mouth and taught. It was actually not just a one-time teaching. This was a continual teaching that he constantly taught his disciples. Is um, This is who they ought to be. And I need to be reminded, it does not come natural to love our enemy and to pray for them that God could bless them. That's, that's unreal. It doesn't come natural. Natural is we fight back. If I would have been there, I would have probably been Peter and I would have whacked off that ear of Malchus's too. I don't it's just that's our nature. If we're not, that's our nature. But however, it's that total surrender is when our nature is put to rest. It's resting in peace. I guess I guess I can get a little light lighthearted, but every now and then that rip wants to get up again. It's no longer resting in peace, and but it's a continual continual lifestyle. We don't just walk through the Beatitudes and it's once and done. No, it's a a daily, continual surrendering to God, seeing my undoneness. It's I need you, Lord. There's no way I can do this today. I need you. It's a continual, daily, second, every second of every day. I need him. There's no way I can do this alone. You see, in this, um, Jesus is calling us to a completeness, completeness in him, which that does not mean, you know, sometimes we hear, well, we push the thought maybe or really promote it of the Great Commission. Go out, you know, go out. And I'm not condemning that. However, if you are not in the kingdom lifestyle, don't go. Don't go. You must first be complete in him before you go out. And I'm not saying that you have to be old and mature where everything's in order because that never happened. We continue to mature till we die. However, we need to be complete in Jesus Christ. And he is Lord of my life or we better not be going out because very likely we could be destroyed. That's why the early church was so successful, I should say, is they understood this teaching. They were a constant worship like Keith was teaching. But what I am saying in this completeness is we must have the kingdom characteristics, the characteristics of the kingdom, which is being poor in the spirit, 
We've experienced a spiritual morning, are meek or humble. We hunger and thirst after righteousness. We're merciful, we're pure in heart, and peacemakers. And we've experienced confrontation. Because if you're going to go out and on the mission field, you're going to meet confrontation. You better be ready. So, However, what this shows me is, I thought I might share it next time, but here we go. Once we're poor in the spirit, that's when that humbles us. We're meek. And in that, now we start to hunger and thirst after righteousness. See where Jesus is going with this? And as we hunger and thirst, he fills us. So now um, we become merciful because we understand how the mercy of God reaches me. So now we're going to be merciful. And in all this, we become pure in our heart. Then when we're pure in the heart, we're going to be peacemakers. And when we're going through life in that way, we're going to be different. And there's going to be confrontation. Does that make sense? Isn't it neat how Jesus was just stair-stepping us, stepping it for us? You see, the Beatitudes are the flowers in the garden of our heart. I think this is such a neat little picture. You may think it's duh. Uh, And they define the kingdom lifestyle. And you see, these flowers must be cultivated, just like any other flowers. We need to weed them so they don't, and when we weed them, we, like James had taught a while back on you know, if your right eye offend thee, pluck it out. It's amputate the problem. Get rid of those weeds. And the sin, the temptations, get rid of them. Cultivate that ground so that the flowers can grow and become more beautiful. Okay? So, what's the fertilizer for it? Or how do we water them? They receive, we receive nourishment through prayer, Matthew 6, and fasting, giving, serving, and forgiving. That's how we can fertilize these flowers in the garden of our heart. So it, so they, it matures and just becomes more beautiful. See, the fullness of forgiveness isn't just to release them from their debt, but it's actually um, you seek redemptive blessings from God for them. That's true forgiveness. That's true love. Wanting the best for them. Folks, we can't do that alone. I can't. I'm prone to resentment and bitterness and grudges. Many years I've carried that. But if we can see them and we actually feel sorry for them, that's where true forgiveness and that's where freedom in you becomes real. Is when we forgive and we hope the best for them. 
And it takes a long, it, for me, it took a long time to get there. There was a lot of bitterness to get rid of. Man, terrible, terrible. When we can do that, that's the love of God working in you. That's, that's the love of God evident in you. So, in closing, it's, as I, I guess I should have said, this was going to be an overview. Jonathan had mentioned it's more of an overview of 5, 6, and 7. And I will come back and we'll go through. I don't know if it's going to be verse by verse, phrase by phrase. God knows. I don't know. Um, so, on the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus gives us clear direction on what the kingdom lifestyle is. There is something I had missed, the clear direction. You know, sin is missing the mark. I don't know where the notes are, but anyway, we'll wing it. Um, sin is really missing the mark. And Jesus Christ here in these gave us clear direction, clear instruction on what we should be aiming for. And so many times sin is it's not that we're missing the target, we're just aiming at the wrong target. That's why we've missed the mark. We're, and what it's a blessing that Jesus Christ has given us such a clear target to aim at. It's so clear, laid out. I know I had more in there, but anyway, that's fine. Thank you, Lord, for bringing it. Um, and this, this lifestyle is not what we do, but it's who we are. It's our lifestyle. And it's the lifestyle, not a Sunday service. Is my life, is your life, a life of worship to God? Are we experiencing the kingdom lifestyle? There's a song that I that I like. I think Dale Smoker wrote it. It's the worship that I give. My life I give to you today unworthy before you, your gentleness and love so great, what else, Lord, can I do? My words and tears, though so sincere, are not what you hold dear. A full surrender, Lord, to live, the worship that I give. My works, my thoughts, with all I have, for you I want to live, my will, my way, my life, my love. To you I freely give. Obedience in faith to you, your heart's desire for me. A full surrender, Lord, to live, the worship that I give. Your love, your life, your faith not mine, your spirit will impart. Oh, make this needy vessel yours, and fill me every part. And as the cross I daily bear, in you I am complete. A full surrender, Lord, to live, 
the worship that I give. And that's how we can worship is a full surrendered life, fully surrendered to him. So I would ask, this is a, a new step for me. It's, as you all know, I'm pretty much a topical message guy. And I know I'm not going through all Matthew, but it's, it tends to look big. It's just, and I shouldn't. I should be living exactly what I've taught here. It's just in full confidence. The Lord's going to do it. The Lord, it's, it's the Lord's work. But pray for me that I can keep it the Lord's work. And see if we can understand fully what Jesus was teaching. And uh, I'm excited about it. Because so many times I've just read through it. And boy, that'd be a good thing to do. And But it's... I don't know, just, it brings a brokenness when you sit down and you just dig in deep. I'm, a, I'm appreciating it. It brings a new brokenness to me. Is This morning I couldn't even sing much. It just brings an awe to the awesome God that we have. It's, And then I am so excited about the end when we can be face-to-face with Jesus and we can be continue learning from God. He is so vast, so amazing. Isn't it exciting? We serve a God like that. Is it not worth just surrendering to him? Because, folks, we've got to be living in the kingdom if we want to live with him. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. For your faithfulness. Thank you for your greatness. Thank you for your grace, Lord. We don't deserve it, but out of your great love, you chose us to extend your grace. And Lord, in that, it just causes us to worship. And thank you, Father what you are doing here in this congregation. Thank you that you have surrounded me with all these men and women who are living this kingdom lifestyle. And may we continue to grow in this. Show us the way, Father. Oh, Holy Spirit, speak to us. We want to continue and teach us also how to speak to you. And that we can have this communication together daily. And Father, the words that you have given me to speak, 
we trust they will not come back void. And may all our messages be geared that it can change us and move us toward you. Father, we want to be holy for you are holy. Cleanse us, Father, from all unrighteousness. Or there is repentance, Father, may your conviction be so great that there's no more holding back. And Father, where there's room for a, a major growth, Father, pursue them. And all of us, Father, we need to grow. We need to continue to grow. Lord, lift us up on higher ground. That is our desire. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.